Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Join us live Tuesday nights at 7 Pacific or by podcast anytime throughout the academic year. Listen live at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or by podcast each week over iTunes or at our conference website, GNACsports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Greetings and thanks for joining us tonight on GNAC Insider. We've got an exciting show for you tonight as we're going to be visiting with Alan Koch, Simon Fraser's men's soccer coach, Gary Pine, Azusa Pacific Athletic Director, and Savannah Morehouse, Central Washington women's soccer player, on tonight's edition of GNAC Insider. Well, we are very happy to have you with us tonight on GNAC Insider, whether you're listening live, as I know my co-host Evan O'Kelly is, and uh, Evan uh, always does an optimal job of setting up the show, as he has done tonight, and a great lineup you've got for us tonight, Evan. Yeah, we're excited to speak with each of our guests tonight, and it's a real big week in the GNAC here with the Women's Soccer Championship coming up and also the Cross-Country West Regional Tournament. Yeah, great chance for the conference to to showcase the Northwest in the West Regional uh, Cross Country event in uh, in Spokane, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, all ten uh, member schools will have a chance to run at that event, so it should be a great meet. It should be. We've got a great show lined up. Evan, we'll catch you a little bit later on in the show. And thanks again, like uh, I say every week, all the work that Evan does behind the scenes. Alan Koch is Simon Fraser's men's soccer coach, and he's going to be our first guest tonight. It was a great week for Simon Fraser as they just clinched their fourth straight GNAC title and have been named GNAC Team of the Week. Uh, made the Final Four to, for Division II NCAA last season. Uh, coach Koch is a native of South Africa, five-time Coach of the Year. SFU now ranked second in the NCAA National Division II poll. Actually, at one point, the season was ranked first, and uh, happy to have him as a guest tonight. Uh, Coach Koch, thanks very much for being with us tonight. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. So, congratulations on the victory. That must have been an exciting win. Yeah, it was. It's uh, well, winning the conference is always uh, an amazing feeling, and to win it in double overtime on our own pitch was uh, was a great night. So, tell me more about the game. Give me the highlights uh, for our listeners, if you can. Uh, first off, it was against the, the team that were right behind us going into the game. We're only one point ahead of Seattle Pacific. Uh, they have a great program. They're well coached. Uh, uh, a very, very talented group of players. Um, they handed us our only loss uh, of the season so far down at their place. So we knew going into the game it would be a very, very close game, and it was. It was pretty much back and forth. I think we had a slight bit uh, of an advantage in terms of possession and, and opportunities created, but uh, we had to go all the way to double overtime to score and uh, and when we scored, uh, you could tell there was joy because the boys celebrated in style. <laughs> and on, on the home uh, home field, that must have been exciting. Did you feel like your fans, you know, played a role? Was it good to be at home? Yeah, it was. Um, the weather wasn't the greatest, obviously, in the Pacific Northwest at this time of year. There's uh, weather can always be an issue, so the weather wasn't the greatest. We didn't have a Super large crowd, but we had a good crowd uh, under the circumstances, and I think they helped us. I think you could feel uh, once we got to overtime, there was a sense of we have to get it done type of deal. Uh, you could feel that from the players. You could feel it from the fans, and, and thankfully we did. 
Tell me about the strength, as you see it, of the GNAC conference. Uh, it's an absolutely amazing uh, conference to play in, and to, to win the conference is it's a huge challenge. Um, obviously, in men's soccer, we have two affiliate schools, one in North Dakota and one in South Dakota. So the travel in the conference is uh, incredible. It's incredibly taxing on our student-athletes. Uh, it takes a lot of time and to get to all the different places, um, and we have a bunch of great teams in, in, the, in the conference too. So uh, it's one of our goals every year when we set out to win it. Uh, thankfully, we've won it now for the last few years, um, but it takes an incredible amount of hard work to beat all these good teams, and uh, we're glad we did it again this year. Now, you've had quite a bit of success in bringing really a global uh, look to your team. Tell me about some of the, the key offensive weapons you've been able to bring from abroad. Yeah, we've got uh, well a few international students. We really don't have that many. Um, I think in Canada, it's just like the United States. It's a very multicultural society. Sure. Um, we, we have some players that have immigrated to Canada from from other countries, and they like to to say that that's where they're from and, and that's where they come from originally. But they're they're now Canadians. But we do legitimately have a few international students on our team too, and uh, we scour uh, the globe to find the best talents. We look local first. Uh, to see who the best fits are, and if we can't find them locally in in Vancouver or in British Columbia, we look across Canada, and then we've had to bring in some guys from other places to to help us achieve some of our goals. Um, and uh, I've played and coached in many countries, so obviously having that network certainly helps us. Um, but Chris Barholtz has been with us for three years now from Germany. He's one of our big time players. He's had a a great career for us so far. Uh, Marco Fagelli from Switzerland has done very, very well for us the last few years. He's our team captain. Um, we've managed to bring in some of the Scandinavians, uh, Johannes Hellman from Sweden and Magnus Christensen, very, very well for us in our back four. Uh, Robert Hyams has come in as a freshman and starts for us as a left back. And then Alexander Kleefeld, another German, has come in and had a bit of a challenge with injuries this season, but he's done very, very well for us in his first year too. How is the health of the team now? I think we're pretty good. Um, you know, it's at this time of year, everybody has injuries. And we just trained again this afternoon, and we had a couple guys out, and we had a few guys in the physio uh, and on the treatment table, and other guys we had to limit them during the session. But hopefully we'll have uh, as many guys get to go come Saturday when we head down to Western Washington. We've had uh, two season-ending injuries. Um, thankfully, the guys will be able to medical register. But, uh, yeah, we have to deal with injuries just like everybody else does during the course of the season. and you have that adversity and you have to deal with it. I know all your players and you yourself, your staff, have got to be looking toward the NCAAs again, but you don't want to look past Western Washington. No, we never will. Um, playing in Bellingham, playing against Western Washington, it's, it's been termed the border battle because they're our closest uh, geographic rivals and we've always had a great rivalry against them. I have a lot of respect for their program, just like I do for every other program in the GNAC, and it'll be a tough game. It's their seniors' Nice. It's their last game of the season. Um, it's a big uh, go down there and finish off uh, with a win. Give us some confidence, and we're playing for seeding in the NCAA national tournament. So it's a it's a very important game, and we're looking forward to it. We're not looking beyond that at all. I'm not surprised. So tell me about your outlook heading into you know just for a second. I'll ask you to look past Western Washington. I know you're obviously going to be preparing for them all week, but as you look to the uh, to the tournament. How, how do you view your chances? You were there last year. How do you look at your chances this year versus last year? Um, I, I think our team is now at a pretty similar place to where we were last year. Uh, I think we actually are 
a little bit more talented uh, this year. I think we have the potential to be better, um, but potential means nothing unless you actually go out there and get the job done. Um, so we're excited. I think the experience much will help us. But in any type of postseason competition where it's uh, one game and uh, if you win, you move on, and if you, you lose, you're finished, it's, you'd be foolish to look beyond that. I, I think we know we have a good group, um, but we go one game at a time. Uh, we've gone that way all the way through the regular season, and we certainly won't change it uh, going into the postseason because, uh, yeah, we play 90 minutes in our sport, and anything can happen in those minutes. So you need to make sure you're ready to deal with it. And I'm, I'm sure you're ready to deal or focus this week on Western Washington. Thanks, Coach, so much for being with us, and congratulations on being named the GNAC Team of the Week. Uh, perfect. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you so much. Alan Koch, the Simon Fraser men's soccer head coach, with us on GNAC Insider. And when we come back in just a minute, we're going to be talking some football on GNAC Insider. Let's take a look at the upcoming schedule this week in the GNAC. In women's soccer, the 2013 championship tournament is just two days away, beginning Thursday in Seattle. The top four regular season teams will compete for an automatic berth to the Division II postseason tournament later this month. Western Oregon plays Western Washington and Seattle Pacific plays Central Washington on Thursday, with the winners meeting in the championship match on Saturday. In men's soccer, number two ranked Simon Fraser travels to Western Washington for its final game of the season on Saturday. Other key matchups include Seattle Pacific's non-conference road game on Wednesday before closing out its regular season slate on Saturday at St. Martin's. In volleyball, key matchups this week include Western Oregon on the road to face number 10 Western Washington on Thursday, as well as Central Washington at Seattle Pacific on Saturday. Moving to football, first place Azusa Pacific hosts Dixie State and second place Central Washington travels to Western Oregon on Saturday. Simon Fraser will host Humboldt State in Burnaby on Saturday as well. And the Red Lions Student Athletes of the Week for the period ending November 3rd can be found at GNACsports.com. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. Visit CWU in sunny Central Washington and online at CWU.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. We're at that time of year when we have some very exciting uh, seasons coming to a conclusion. And when you think of fall, a lot of us uh, who love sports think about football. And Azusa Pacific's football program has had a terrific season. Our guest now is Gary Pine, AP Athletic Director. Uh, Gary, thanks very much for joining us on GNAC Insider. Hi, Kevin. It's great to be here tonight, and thank you for the invitation. So this has been quite a season for your football squad, has it not? 
it's, it certainly has, and, and in all honesty, it's, it's exceeded our expectations. It's been a, uh, a real joy, a real blessing, because we still kind of consider ourselves newbies to the conference, and, and we're still pretty young in terms of our uh, age of our team. And while we expected this to be uh, a good season, I think uh, we would say we're extremely excited with how it has turned out thus far. It was a bit of a rocky start at the beginning, was it not? Uh, was Did you not lose early against Simon Fraser? Well, this year, or last year, was a rocky start. We, uh, in okay. our first year in Division Two and our first year in the GNAC, we lost our first seven games. Wow. Uh, at one point, we were 0-7 last year. I think we were trying to adjust to the, the physicality and the speed and the fact that you can't make too many mistakes in Division Two football. And so we started out last year 0-7 and then won our last four games. And as I told our coaches and our players at the end of the season, that's uh, – that's the most gratifying four and seven season I've ever been a part of because we turned around and won the last four games in which we beat teams that had beat us earlier in the season. And I think it just showed our growth, our maturity, and our, our, our um, stick-to-itiveness, so to speak, to uh, not lose hope and to, to split the season. And I think that just parlayed into a great off-season of uh, hope and of, uh, of excitement and a great off-season of workouts, and our coaches got after it. And it's parlayed into a terrific season this year, where we're yeah seven and two at this point, seven and one in the G neck, and find ourselves in first place, but uh, not by much. There's, there's several good teams right behind us, ready, ready to get us if they can win these final two games. What do you think it was about Coach uh, Victor Santa Cruz that allowed him to instill belief in the team? You know, Victor and I we talk almost daily, and it wasn't too long ago we were just talking about this and. And I alluded to it just a moment ago, but I really think Victor and all of our coaches here, I think partly because of who we are as a university, we instill uh, this thought of hope that no matter how dark the situation is, no matter how challenging or difficult it may be, uh, we never lose hope and we never lose sight that, uh, that there's something better out ahead and that there is a reason and a purpose. And um, he just kept instilling into them this belief that uh, – uh, we can do it. We just got to keep working. There's a greater cause in all of this. And the guys never got down on themselves. And, and in truth, while winning is extremely important to all of us, especially those of us who are competitors, um, it, what the end means was not just about winning. It was about process and uh, getting better along the way and maturing and growing. And I think our guys, uh, as dark as the situation may have been last year when we were 0-7, didn't lose hope, didn't lose faith. Uh, didn't lose confidence in one another, and and that has I think rewarded itself into uh, the kind of season we're having this year. You talk about life lessons that people get from athletics. Just hearing you describe those lessons is powerful for these athletes the rest of their lives. Yeah, it really is, and it's it's interesting because we get a lot of letters and emails. Well, not letters anymore. I got to be honest. It's more emails that we get from our alums who. Uh, in fact, I, we got one earlier this summer from one of our kids who just graduated last year from our football program who just talked about the things that he learned as a football player uh, at Azusa Pacific and under Coach Santa Cruz and his staff about persevering and about um, being respected and about uh, sticking with it uh, in the process and growing and becoming men and not quitting and giving up. Uh, this young man was talking about as he was moving into the professional world about how important it was for him to be able to stick through his his uh, challenges of his work and uh, 
as he pursued on, and he said, just learn some great things under Coach Santa Cruz that he knows he's going to take the rest of his life. And we get those those kind of communications frequently. And uh, that is one of the great benefits of, of sports, whether it be in high school or college or professional, is that there are some great life lessons that uh, transform these young men and women who compete and that carries them on through the challenges of, of life, some real challenges in life that carries them through there. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, while it was a struggle last year in adjusting, I'm grateful that uh, these men have learned some very important lessons that they're going to carry with them when they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and on. So I'm curious about whether there was any apprehension when you made the the jump. You had a very successful program at Division II. Mm-hmm. You jump into uh, uh, this conference. I mean, I'm sorry, very successful <coughs> in the NAIA, and then you go to Division yeah. II GNAC. Um, I'd like to have you describe any apprehension that you might have had, and then now that you've had this terrific season, how the community of Azusa has embraced the football program. I'll tell you what, we have been so excited to be a part of the NC2A. Um, It has been just a great transition process for us. Has it been difficult? Yeah. Has it been a challenge? Without a doubt. Um, To be honest with you, you, you alluded to our success in the NAI, and as I talked with our coaches about making this possible transition to a person, they said, hey, let's raise the bar. Let's, let's, let's make it a little bit more competitive, and we want to be challenged. I think any great competitor says that. And, um, but, yeah, there was apprehensions. We knew we were going to be facing bigger, faster, stronger athletes, more skilled athletes, and that the success, and, and we did have a great deal of success in the NAI where we were the eight-time uh, Director's Cup champion, we knew we weren't going to be able to replicate that kind of success, um, but we wanted that kind of challenge. And along with that came a system and an organization and an expectation of us of how to operate as an athletic program from the NC2A that we welcomed and uh, has been very beneficial to us program and as a university. Um, you know, this year we're still in our third year of the membership process, so we're still a probation school and we're not eligible for the NCAA playoffs. But this year we were... Uh, as we moved in the third year, allowed to put the NCAA logo and display it throughout campus. And the pride that uh, it, it gave to our faculty and our staff and our alumni to have that blue disc all through campus and knowing that we're pretty close to being an active member, uh, it, it uh, did a lot for our, our campus and our university and, and for the community, especially when we're the only Division II school in, in really central to Southern California playing football. Uh, it's given us a, a unique identity, and um, while we, we are excited about the success we're having in football, we also know that it's going to be hard to maintain it year in and year out because there's a lot of good schools in the GSNAC. There's a lot of good Division II schools here on the West Coast um, that are going to be hunting for us and, and, and wanting to be just as successful. And so we like that challenge, and we welcome it. You've got one more uh, game left for the football program this year. Uh, tell me about the, the upcoming game this weekend. Well, we have one more home game. We actually have two. We're going to be our final home game this week against Dixie State, and then we go finish the regular season up at uh, Simon Fraser on November okay. 16th. But great game this week with Dixie State. Um, showcase of two of the best offenses in the GNAC and probably the, the two best offensive players. In fact, it could be that the GNAC Offensive Player of the Year is going to be decided in this game when you've got Dixie State quarterback Griff Robles who can throw and run the ball uh, probably better than any other person in the conference. And then you've got our Terrific running back, uh, junior Terrell Watson, who's uh, looking at a GNAC record in rushing. He, he's got it with his eyesight. He's got our 
Our school record, which was set by the great Christian Okoya, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs, that's in Terrell's site as well. And so it's going to be the power running of uh, Terrell Watson against the versatile arm and legs of uh, Griff Robles, and I think it's going to be an exciting, entertaining game. I know our campus and our community is very excited about it, and we're looking for a great crowd out there this week. Um, we're gunning for the uh, conference championship, and Dixie State's looking for a strong finish and get as close to first place as they can before the season closes out. And we were fortunate to get them several weeks ago up at their place in St. George. Um, and we're developing pretty good rivalry with our friends from uh, Dixie State, and I think this is going to be just a very entertaining and exciting game Saturday night. I want you to give a chance to tell our listeners about the game Terrell had on the ground, uh, what was it, about three weeks ago? Oh, yeah, a game against Simon Fraser, and uh, uh, Simon Fraser was leading 23-3 to at halftime at our place and looked like everything was under control. And Terrell, uh, I don't have the exact numbers. I know this. He finished the game with 303 rushing yards. <laughs> uh, two, about 230 of that came in the fourth quarter alone as we rallied that is amazing. for uh for a one-touchdown victory over the Klan. And, uh, yeah, I, I have been involved with Azusa Pacific Athletics for 30 years, and I would say of all the contests I've seen, that was definitely one of the top ten games I've ever seen by an Azusa Pacific team. And that comeback and that performance by Terrell, and interestingly that night, he broke Christian Okoye's single-game rushing record, and Christian just happened to be there on the sidelines uh, <laughs> to watch Terrell do it. And uh, he was pretty excited for Terrell and, and to – share in that moment but uh it was an amazing amazing game i think he scored i think it was four touchdowns in the fourth quarter and like i said rushed for about 230 yards just in that fourth quarter alone and uh that kind of began to set his star high and i think people really began to notice him at that point uh what a unique uh athlete and running back he is that's a great that makes my spine tingle when i hear about that that that's terrific yeah. <laughs> gary thank you so much for being with us i uh, wish you uh uh, continued success for the remainder of the season. Congratulations on the success you've already had this year in Azusa. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks very much to Gary Pine. We are going to be uh, coming right back on GNAC Insider, and when we do, we're going to talk with one of the top women's soccer players in the conference coming up next on GNAC Insider. Let's take a look at the upcoming schedule this week in the GNAC. In women's soccer, the 2013 championship tournament is just two days away, beginning Thursday in Seattle. The top four regular season teams will compete for an automatic berth to the Division II postseason tournament later this month. Western Oregon plays Western Washington, and Seattle Pacific plays Central Washington on Thursday, with the winners meeting in the championship match on Saturday. In men's soccer, number two-ranked Simon Fraser travels to Western Washington for its final game of the season on Saturday. Other key matchups include Seattle Pacific's non-conference road game on Wednesday before closing out its regular season slate on Saturday at St. Martin's. In volleyball, key matchups this week include Western Oregon on the road to face number 10 Western Washington on Thursday, as well as Central Washington at Seattle Pacific on Saturday. Moving to football, first place Azusa Pacific hosts Dixie State, and second place Central Washington travels to Western Oregon on Saturday. Simon Fraser will host Humboldt State in Burnaby on Saturday as well. 
And the Red Lion Student Athletes of the Week for the period ending November 3rd can be found at GNACsports.com. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Fall is in the air, and you know what that means. Fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillow-top beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants, and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit RedLion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. We're very happy to have you along, whether you listen live on Tuesday nights or by podcast. It's very easy to do so. Just go to iTunes and put in GNAC for GNAC, and uh, you can have it downloaded to your iPod or iPhone or whatever device you use on a regular basis. We mentioned before we left that we're going to have and now have one of the top women's soccer players in the conference joining us, Savannah Morehouse, Central Washington women's soccer player, junior midfielder, named GNAC First Team All-Conference today. Savannah, congratulations on being named All-Conference. Thank you. Uh, how do you feel about that? That must be qu- quite an honor. Um, yeah, it's an honor, and I'm really thankful that I got it, but the team really helped me with it, and my teammates is what like makes me be great. Well, let me have you uh, give you a chance to talk about your teammates. Uh, you've had a, a strong season. You've got a strong team. Tell me about some of the other individuals on the team that uh, make the club so good. Um, Danielle Brandley, she's stepped up so much from last year, and each game she always impacts us. And she scored a bunch of game winners for us, which is what we need. Um, Tara Duty in the back, she keeps the defense well organized and. She always comes in when she needs to, but everyone else on the defensive line, they've given their best the last few games, and they really helped us win the games. And Kayla's been great. She's had a tremendous season, and her saves are incredible. Now, you've had pretty good success this year against Seattle Pacific. Now you open the the conference against SPU. How are you looking at this game against them? It's just like any other game. Um we love playing against SPU. They make us compete, and we're excited to just play them again and have the opportunity to be in the tournament. So how is the team's health going into the tournament? Um, for the most part, we're all pretty strong. One of our starters, Caitlin, she's been out with a knee injury, but the starting lineup we have right now, we're all strong and healthy and ready for the weekend. And anything in particular that uh, the team is focusing in on as you prepare for SPU? Um, We watched film on the game from last Saturday, and we found a few weaknesses. And in practices this week, we've just been working to fix that and tune everything up. And then besides that, we're just looking forward to another good game. Okay, I wish you the very best of luck, and congratulations again on being named All-Conference, and thanks for being with us tonight on GNAC Insider. Thank you so much.
Okay, Savannah Morehouse, Central Washington soccer player, midfielder, a junior who is having a terrific season and, of course, looking very much forward to the conclusion of the season, uh, at least uh, the GNAC season with the tournament coming up this weekend. Evan O'Kelly is our co-host on GNAC Insider, and he's the guy who uh, puts the show together and does a great job in doing so. Evan, uh, another great show. Thanks for all the, all the work you've done behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. And we're we're heading up to Seattle tomorrow for that tournament up to Starfire Sports Complex. It's a great facility, the home training ground of the Seattle Sounders. So that's where the uh, GNAC Women's Soccer Championship will be. Uh, two games on Thursday at 4 and 7. And then the winners of those two will play for the championship title on Saturday at 1 p.m. Saturday at 1 p.m. Okay. And for folks who can't get there, GNACSports.com is going to be a great place to keep up to date, not only on the uh, uh, women's soccer uh, tournament, but also the cross-country championships taking place on Saturday in Spokane. Absolutely. You'll be able to follow both events, and we will be streaming uh, live video for all three women's soccer championship matches, so you will be able to find that at GNACSports.com. Well, I am very much looking forward to that and looking forward to next week in GNAC Insider. But a lot of great sports to be played between now and then. Evan, thanks so much for, uh, again, all you do on GNAC Insider. And thanks to those of you who listen to GNAC Insider every week, be it by podcast or live on Tuesday nights at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.